the wonderful name of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Greeting you from Mom's Radio, Miak Online Radio, it's Pastor Pule Ndlala.
thank you for joining us in and thank you for those watching over Facebook. You know, I don't know about you this morning. But I marvel at the power that the Holy of the Holy Spirit that the early church was moving in. Just one day, 3,000 people coming to the Lord, and on another instance, 5,000 men coming to the Lord at one time. The early church was marked by the miracles that showed the power of the Holy Spirit. They experienced amazing growth. But critically, they were all filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And today, most believers yearn, and I'm one of them. I desire that we be a, power, a, a church that moves in that same power because the Holy Spirit has not changed. We need to have the same power. We need to move in the same fire. And I believe that the same source of power that they found should be the source that we find. We're going to read the word of God. Acts chapter 4, verse 23 to 31. Will you please read? Petros le Joannese ba rile go lokollwa mo ba boela go ba dumedi ba bangwe ba ba anegela tshe ba priesta ba bagolo le bagolo ba sechaba ba di boletsego bona ba rile go dikwa ba rapela modimo mmogo ba re morena Wena mushodi wa le rata dima le le fase le le watle le tshohle tshe di lugumo wona o buletse ka moya wa moghetwa ka molomo wa ragolo khukhu wa rena dafida mohlanka wa gago wa re ba di tshaba ba reng ba gaketse merafe e rerelang tsa lefela Magoshi alifasi azugela murena liye na mutochwa wakawe maata. Babushi baba lakana. Gape ka konte heruda le pontiose pilato le barichaba le sechaba sa israele. Baile bakopona gona muzingu. Balakana jesu. Mosanka wakawu yomu ketwa yomu mudirilegu mutochwa. Bakopana go dira tshohle tse o bego o shetse o itherile go didira ka bowena ka matla a gago 
le ka piakanyo ya gagwe bjale morena she tsa ditshushetso tsa bona gomme o re khontshe rena bahlanka ba gagwe go pega molaetsa wa gagwe ka go se boifi o tlolla letsogo la gagwe o fodishe batho gomme mehlolo le dika ditirwe ga go bitswa leina la Jesu mohlanka wa gagwe yo moghetwa 31 yare ge ba fetsa go rapela le filo le o ba bego ba khubukane mo go lona la shikinyega bohle ba tshala moyo moghetwa gomme ba thoma go bega molaetsa wa modimo ka go se boife I've got it in NIV and it reads thus. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do nations rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they had prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Will you pray? Umuleta Israele, awozele, awrobali. Ke ka mo da fita ile a bolela go modimoaka ar o modishi yo bulo papa wa ka ka le bakala morena wa rena le Jesu Kristo wa Nazaretha le misonya le tshatshi le le hono le padilo le ntjula gago papa wa ka yana le matla hohle le ntjula gago ke tshosha le ntjula gago ke noto modimoaka le a thuba le a aga modimoaka ka le biso le matla la Jesu Kristo wa Nazaretha Bulela kalo na mudimaka le le tshatshinna ka mamotlhale mudimaka ashu motlotswa wa gago papa wa ka yena le matla hohle o moghetile mudimaka muapeshe mollo jwa le ka ge ka re wa perukubo papa ka le biso le le matla la Jesu Kristo wa Nazareth ashu makotsi wa gago le yena o thaeditse moya wa gago e unyorilwe moya wa gage mudimaka unyaka go kwa gore wena le mamotlhale o reng Papa ke ya rapela ka leina le le bosela morena le mopulushwa rona eleng Jesu Christ eleng botshabelo 
Lina le la gago modimo aka e le rentse la gago matolo ka moka le melomo ka moka modimo aka e tlabolela gore Jesu ke morena bolela ka lentse la gago go bane ke lona o ile ngwabolela le fase le go belane wa re let there be light and modimo aka le sedila ba le gona le mamhlale bolela ka lona modimo aka re thaeditse ka lina le le bosela morena le mphulisha rona e le Christ Jesu wa Nazareth amen Allow me this morning to speak to you on this caption. Stay connected to God's power. Last week when we ended, we realized that it doesn't matter how broken you may be as a person. But as long as you stay under the tap of the Holy Spirit, staying filled with the Holy Spirit, you will remain productive all the way. But today I'm here to say, yes, God has a purpose about your life. But God has a purpose about the life of a church as a unit. So today I'm here to tell you, you are not an island. You are a part of the body of Christ. And we need to fulfill our mandate as a corporate body of Christ. Now we are going to learn from the early church how they got it right. When we look at where we read, it's what God did through Peter and John. The laymen at the gate of beautiful. Now they stood before the Sanhedrin. And the Bible says, they were commanded never to speak or to teach again in the name of Jesus. That was not a personal threat. It was a threat against the church. And when we read from verse 23, they went back to their own. They didn't take the problem and make it a personal problem. They saw the bigger picture. They saw if they they are threatening them. It's a threat against the church. They heard the words of the priests and understood that it's a threat that wants to try and stand against the resurrection power that they are to witness about. But see what they do. I like the way they reacted. They come to their group. They don't complain about the authorities. They don't organize a protest. They don't attack the religious elites. But rather when they came back, the Bible says, they were together in prayer. So number one that they did, they prayed. They experienced the power of prayer. They prayed together. They prayed in one mind. 
The Spirit of God moved upon them and filled all of them with his presence and power. You see, God honors the prayers of his people. But let me tell you, when they come together as one, praying for the common good, we are learning something from Peter and John and the early church. We are learning that as the church, as the body of Christ, we may be individual. We may have different callings. We may have different destinies. But we work together as a team because our mandates involves all of us. We are different. We are diverse. But we cannot look away because what affects one affects all of us. What is a threat to one is a threat to all of us. So we, we cannot leave one to stand alone. We come together in prayer. Hey, and the book of Acts shows us something about being together in one accord when we pray. When you look in Acts chapter 2, they were all together in one place. They had one mind. They had one passion. They had one desire. They had one goal. And when they prayed in that situation, the Holy Spirit baptized all of them. Now they face challenges. They don't make Peter's challenges or John's challenges. They come together one more time and you see the church united praying together. The power of God falls upon everybody. What's the difference between the early church and us? Can I say, the church today fails to see your brother as part of you, as a member in the body of Christ, that what affects them affects us. As a church, we can't have mind your own business. My brother's business is my business. What hinders my brother is my problem because unless we come together, we are missing being baptized all of us in the Holy Spirit. Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah. You see, prayer is a secret to the power of God. I want to tell you a few things about prayer. We've been given great promises about prayer. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 8, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 8. You know it's that one that says when you ask it will be given unto you. When you knock it shall be opened. So it's a promise that when you pray, something will happen. We've been given clear instruction 
in prayer. Because when Jesus taught about prayer in Matthew chapter 6, he didn't say if you pray. He said when you pray. And he was teaching them as a group, meaning that we have to pray. We've been commanded to pray continuously. That we pray fervently. And, and when we pray, we must be specific. We need to pray in one accord. We need to pray corporately. Can I speak to the body of Christ? You see, sometimes when, when in your local assembly, maybe in your region or your district or the national body of your church, when they call for prayer, I want to say to you, it's not a prayer for those who are intercessors. No, 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 no. It's the body praying. When you read the book of Acts, it wasn't a few people praying. It was all of them praying. It is the church praying corporately. So when we say it's a week of prayer, it's not a prayer for some. It's a prayer for all of us because we are all the members of the body of Christ. My God, yeah. my God, my Jesus. If we would have the power of God resting upon us, we must learn to make use of the resource of prayer. Not just as individuals locked away in another corner. Yes, that's important to pray alone in a corner. But there's a time where we must come together as a church, as a unit, as the body of Christ, and pray together. When there's a need that faces the church, the church needs to come as a body to pray. Not individuals praying in isolation. The early church had the power of God upon them because they learned the secret to pray corporately. Yeah. We need to pray. The second thing that we learn from them, this church, the early church, they were united. Their secret was that they had unity. They were of one heart and one mind. They were united in every fiber of their being. They were followers of Christ. And they were in partnership. In reaching the world for Christ. You see, they came together in order to attain the common objective. 
There's this story that was told of a three-year-old who got lost in a field of grass that was very high. The community went out to search for the little girl. But because they were walking one by one, for hours they looked for the child and couldn't find the child. And they changed the strategy. Their strategy was that they go to one point, one beginning point, and they hold hands, each one of them, and they walked in the same direction, at the same pace, holding hands. And let me tell you what they missed when they were isolated, they achieved when they were holding hands. And that is unity. The baby was found because they were holding hands. Yeah. We need to experience the power of God for the purpose of God. Not only as individuals, but as the body corporate. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, there will be activity, but without accomplishment. There will be efficiency, but there won't be effectiveness. You see, the church must be effective. And that lies in the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, it brings me to talk about the difference between diffused light and seed that I used to read is diffused light. I can read with it, but it will not change anything. But, but when this very light is focused, maybe through a magnifying glass, it can burn paper. It can burn paper. And it can burn a, a dry leaf. But when you take the same light and, and you make it go and form a laser beam, you can use it to cut steel. You see the same light squashed together is the church unified together. You can cut steel. But when the church is not united, we are disadvantaging ourselves. When the church is not united, the church will not be effective. Yeah, Pentecost was followed by persecution. And you can see it in the book of Acts. You see, they faced three kinds of attacks. There was physical violence against the leaders. They were even thrown in prison. And even the church today, we will find face physical attacks. 
Secondly, there was some sort of moral corruption wanting to come through the church by Ananias and Sapphira. But because it was a praying and united church full of the Holy Spirit, God stopped it. You see, challenge number three is that there was a subtle ploy by the professionals who wanted to distract the apostles from praying and preaching to doing admin. I'm talking about the church moving in the power of God. That's why when we come to the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to the church, there are people who administer. There are people who do the ministry of help. There are people who have the gift of giving. And there are people in the fivefold ministry. It doesn't matter who you are. When you are in the body of Christ, there is a position that you need to occupy and to be fruitful. We need to be united. We need to be prayerful corporately as a body. We need to be filled in the Holy Spirit corporately as a body. And then, then the world will see the God that we believe in. Because for that to happen, we need the power of the Holy Spirit showing through the church. You see, unity matters to God. And I'm pleading with you, brothers and sisters, we cannot be a divided church at this time, in this season, when we say Jesus is coming, we need to forget our battles. We need to leave our differences aside. We need to be united. Yeah, mm. because unity matters to God. It matters to us. And unity is a priority in heaven. Jesus said, Father, that there may be one like you and I are one. But when you read the word of God, there is no way where it says we must start the unity or build the unity. It simply instructs us to keep the unity that exists. We are united because we are together in Christ. Yeah. It says we must make every effort to keep this unity of the Spirit. Yeah. Can I talk a little bit about unity? You see, it means looking at the attitudes we carry and correct them to be united. Unity doesn't mean examining others, but it means examining self. Unity begins not in demanding others to change, but 
in admitting that we ourselves are not perfect. Unity grows when we accept the differences of others and forgive when we are wrong. Unity continues when we humbly serve those who are different. Unity is fulfilled as the focus is on who we believe, not on any one of us. Unity is favored as we all work together to take the message of Christ to, to a divided world. Our purpose is to make sure that when Christ united us, we remain united. Let me tell you, when you look at the first church, they were diverse. They had reasons to be divided, but they remained united. It wasn't a group of people who wanted to be together, but it was a group of people who understood they believed to, they, they belong to the same God, and they are one body in Christ. It was people from different walks of life, like we are people from different walks in life. They didn't bring their old, their past, into their current mission. They focused on what was critical, being united for the mandate ahead of them. Listen to what the Bible says as we are coming to close. In verse 31, it says, the place where they were was shaken. It means there was a visible and outward manifestation of the presence of God when the church was united in purpose and united in prayer. There was a shaking and all of them, not some of them, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit because all of them, because they were in Christ, all of them had a purpose to accomplish. All of them could not do what they needed to do without the power from one eye. All of them needed the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to do the work of God. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my sister. All of us need to be baptized, need to be continuously filled with the Holy Spirit for the church as a unit to advance. We cannot help to have any member of the body of Christ not believing in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need all to believe 
in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need all to be hungry, to be filled continuously by this power from on high, the person of the Holy Spirit. Without the power, we cannot do the work. It will be hard work, but not effective. We are called to be effective. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Just, just pause. Pause a while and think who were there. It wasn't the first feeling. It was the second time where it's happening to them as a group. But it doesn't mean it wasn't happening to them as individuals. Continuously. Yo, let's take it slow. In, in the upper room, they were baptized. When you come to chapter 3, they were on their way to pray, but they were full of the Holy Spirit. Peter and John. When they were standing before the Sanhedrin, they could see that they were unschooled ordinary men. But because they were filled with the Holy Spirit, whatever they said, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were doing their purpose, their mandate as individuals, but not separate from the core, the body, the other believers. They didn't go from their problem and pray just the two of them. They came back to the body and they were together and they prayed together. Hey, God teach us this secret that we need as the church today, as the body of Christ today. We cannot entertain our personal differences and disadvantage the power that we need to move in. We should never forget that we serve a God who is the creator, who is the creator of the whole universe. We need to be prayerful and we need to be constantly filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you went through a situation. Maybe you were threatened and you were not aware you must come to corporate prayer. Maybe even when corporate prayer was called, you didn't come. You, you, you pray, but in your corner. And today I'm saying, what is it? Who is it that has threatened you? It's not your personal affairs. It's a corporate affair. Because whoever threatens you is threatening the church. Whoever tries to stop you is trying to stop the church. And I want to say the church is not stoppable. We have the power of God upon us. That means we are an unstoppable group of people. Whatever God said must be accomplished, not in our strength, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. Who threatened you? Who tried to stop you? Don't make it an individual prayer. Can I ask you, what, what is bringing division amongst you? 
Is it competition? Because of your gift? Please repent. Is it because you desire to be somebody that God didn't call you to be? No, no, no. You need to occupy. You need to occupy your own position. We all need to take our own position. When you take your position, there'll be somebody who's taking their own position next to you, ahead of you, beside you, behind you, because the body is a unit. Together, we are going forward. What threatens you has threatened us. Don't keep it a secret. We need to deal with it. We deal with it in prayer when we come corporately and say, God, behold their threats and listen to what they say. They don't say kill, kill the priest. No, 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 no. They don't say stop this process. No, 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 no. I like their prayer. They say, do more miracles. Hey, they are upset by one miracle. God multiply the miracles. We need a church that will boldly stand today and say, if they are coming against me, because God has done that, to say, let us pray. God multiply what you have done before. And even today, I'm here to tell you that God we serve remains a miracle-working God. The God we serve is still committed to multiply the church, to add daily to the church those who are being saved. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed, but the church has, has, has missed the focus. Can we come back? Can we come together? Yes. It is okay to pray as a person. Yes, it's okay to pray as families. It's okay to pray as teams. But it's critical to come together corporately to pray, to come together corporately to pray. Make sure when there's corporate prayer, you, don't, you are not left out because you're robbing yourself of the time to be filled together. Note, when the filling happened, it wasn't only for the apostles. It was for all disciples. It was for everybody who was there. Because in prayer, you are agreeing, not my will, let your will be done. In prayer, you are saying, I don't have the strength, I need your strength. In prayer, you see the goal, you are focused on the goal, you ignore the obstacles on your way, and the Holy Spirit is the source of power that you need to pass on and to be fruitful. I'm talking to the church, the body of Christ, as we are going to close. Yeah. Maybe you have lost that boldness to continue to proclaim. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you know, my hunger today is just one thing. Not just God's will. My hunger today 
Who is that God? Fill the church without, with the Holy Spirit. Because I believe where God is taking you, where God is leading you, it's not where God is taking you. There is a group that God wants to reach using you. And you can't do it without power from on high. You can't do it alone. When you do your portion, I do my portion. He does his portion. The church is doing the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to come to a place. And we need to come to a as a church. We've worked a lot of time. The case We've allowed things, simple things, invaluable things. Now, Lord, 
the holy name of your Different as we are, differently positioned, my God. Will you feel every single one who's listening to this message today? Hey, Rebobo, Shikete Bondo Robosa. Hey, Rebobo, Shikete Bondo Robosi. Who Rubo Shikete Bondo Robosa? Ha, Rebobo, Shikete Bondo Robosi. Who Rubo Bobo Shikete Bondo Robosa? Father, will you do a new thing in our lives this morning? Will you do a brand new thing in the church this morning? Father, not as individuals, but as a corporate. Every single gift of God used unto your glory in the unction of the Holy Spirit. My Father, those who have been displaced, reposition us, O God. Handi ribo soto yoro bobo bobo shika handi ribo seke urubo setere bo shika. Father, I thank you for raising the giant that was asleep. I thank you for everything that you do with each one of them. In the mighty name of Jesus, I give you glory for the harvest. In the name of Jesus, take the glory, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my gracious King. In the Your name of Spirit you. leads beyond by the power of your love. Amen. Amen. Oh, we've done it, Lord. Yes, you've done it.
know those watching over Facebook, those listening over radio, I can sense in my spirit that deliverance is taking place and will continue to take place. Bitterness is living. Healings are taking place in different homes. And we give God the glory. We give God the glory. I sense in my spirit that there are people who are being baptized in the Holy Spirit for the very first time for I can hear the sound of people praying in tongues in different homes. We give God the glory. Ah, Jesus. 
No one else could have done it, Lord, if it's not you. Take your glory, Lord. Take your glory, Father. Take your glory, my King. In the name of Jesus, I want to encourage you, brethren, wherever you are in your home, that such a sweet presence continue to pass in the presence of the Lord. As I'm bidding you farewell, I cannot close this service. I can't, I can't. I would rather say continue in his presence, continue to drink, continue to drink, this is your season, continue May the Lord continue to bless you and fill you to overflowing and use you for his glory. God bless you. Oh, oh.